Welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Hello there, this is Blake Lindsay. We certainly want to welcome you to Zig Ziggler's Inspire Podcast. We've got a good one for you today, so of course I'm glad you're here. We are pleased to bring you today one of Zig's favorite presenters, Brian Flanagan. Brian will be sharing with us today about how different people are motivated by different things and discuss four different behavioral styles. He will be referring to the DISC system, the D or dominant personality, the I for influencer, the S for the steady style, and the C for the competent style. Let's listen as Brian tells us more. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What motivates your customers to buy from you? What motivates your customers not to buy from you? What motivates your customers? If we understand this thing about motivation, we can come closer to the sale. If we understand what motivates people to buy from us, we can help them make decisions in our favor by presenting them with information so that it's comfortable and effective for them to receive that information. If we look at the word motivation and we separate it, we have the word, you will have one definition of motivation. It's a motive for action. The question is, whose motive is it? You see, I can't make you do something and call it motivation. With my children, we call that compliance. <laughs> but at the same time, we can provide information where people motivate themselves. And I learned a great deal about this many years ago and when I was first married second senior year in college. We were living in married student housing. I was a delivery boy making $3 an hour and Cindy was doing her student teaching. I was a good salesman in those days because I convinced Cindy we needed to go out and spend $245 that we didn't have and I bought my first pair of contact lens. Now 30 years ago contacts are a little different than they are today. My first pair were thick, they were hard to wear, they reminded me of hubcaps. <laughs> Shortly after I'd gotten my contact lens we went to a party. Had the contacts for two or three days, they were hard to wear, I looked one way, one of my contacts fell to the carpet. For 40 minutes, I was on my hands and knees trying to find my contact lens. Cindy walks up and said, Flanagan, what are you doing? I looked up and said, Cindy, I think I dropped a contact. I lost one. She immediately drops her hands and knees. Within two minutes, she finds my contact. I'm embarrassed. I'm hurt. I take the contact out of her hand. I go to the side of the room. I'm putting my contact in. I said, wait a minute, Cindy, hold on. I'm hurt. I'm embarrassed. I was down there 20 times longer than you were, yet you found my contact. I didn't. Why? What's the reason? She said, Flanagan, the reason is simple. You were looking for a contact lens. I was looking for $245. <laughs> now, you know as well as I do that we have customers that buy from us for two different reasons. We have people that buy the very similar products and services, perhaps for two different reasons. The same happened in that little scenario that I just reviewed with you. What happened, you'll see two people on their hands and knees doing the same behavior for different reasons. You see, I wanted to find my contact, put it back in my eye, and jump back and be the life of the party. Cindy, on the other hand, the voice of reason, the pragmatic, the economical one, she was on her hands and knees saying, you know, I bet he didn't insure this thing, I'm going to find this sucker. And she was doing the same behavior, exhibiting the same behavior for a different reason. If we can understand the reason people buy from us or may not buy from us, then perhaps we can understand objections better how to establish value better, and perhaps move closer to the sale. What we want to do in this module, as it says in your workbook there, we want to sell more efficiently, more effectively, more comfortably to a wider range of clients. We want to identify your behavioral styles. We all have them. If we can understand your behavioral styles, perhaps you then can understand your selling tendencies and how to blend or adjust to other people's selling tendencies. 
We want to list the characteristics of the different styles, understand specific selling styles, and develop selling strategies so that we can sell more effectively. That's where we're headed today. We want to get you involved in this. So if you'll turn in your workbook, you'll see four different boxes. You'll see four different boxes. You'll see someone in the upper left-hand box who's direct, competitive, confident, and result-oriented. In the upper right-hand box, you'll see someone who's friendly, outgoing, emotional, and people-oriented. In the lower left-hand box, you'll see someone who's cautious, analytical, by-the-book, and quality-oriented. In the lower right-hand corner, you'll see somebody who's sincere, loyal, who's a good listener, and cooperation-oriented. What I would like you to do is play this game with me. Tomorrow, you're going to make a call. You've got four people who are qualified buyers, and all you know about them is that one person in each box, they have these four words or descriptors about them. What I want you to do is turn to your partner there and discuss with him or her which one would you call on first and why. Now, once again, this is not a vote between you and your partner. This is not a vote between you and your neighbor. This is personal preference of who you would like to call on first and the reasons why you would like to call on first, even though all you know about this individual are those four descriptors about each person. So if you would, take a few moments here, begin the discussion, ready, get set, grow. In choosing one of those four people, obviously there's no right or wrong in this. It's personal preference. But if you would, kind of humor me here. Who chose the lower left, cautious, analytical, by the book, quality oriented? Who chose that individual? Yes or why? You know how to relate to them. It's easier to relate. In your case, it's easier to relate to them. Yes, sir. Why did you go with this person? Um, it's more along the lines of how I am. So you chose yourself. That's against the law in three southern states. So, <laughs> but, but what you chose is maybe the path of the least resistance. Understand. Understand this person. I can relate to this person. If you bring evidence to bear in selling to this person, if you bring evidence, you've got a chance to close this person because the analyticals of the world want evidence. Not a lot of emotion. They want evidence. For those of you who didn't choose this person, why not? Somebody help me with that. Why didn't you choose the lower left? Yes, ma'am. It takes forever to make a decision. <laughs> According to you. Now, obviously, for a couple of folks over here, it didn't because they chose them first. Ah. So maybe some of you like this style, some of you don't because of personal preferences and other areas. The people in the lower left hand, think about this. Cautious, analytical, by the book, quality oriented. These people have actually been known to proofread Xerox copies. <laughs> Pretty meticulous is what we're saying. Who chose the lower right? Sincere, loyal, good listeners. Yes, sir, right back here. Yes, sir. Those are your qualities also. They line up in the gentleman right behind him. Yes, sir. Why did you choose this guy or gal? They're good listeners. They want to be on your team. They're sincere. They're supportive. This is my mother-in-law. I tell a joke about my mother-in-law, but there's nothing funny about my mother-in-law. What happens here, these people are sincere. They want to be on your team. They're loyal. When you're selling against competition, well, you've got an incumbent already installed, and you're the outsider, you're going to try to sever that relationship, they're going to go slow and easy. They're not going to jump companies just because you come in and talk to them. You've got to understand, they'll be very loyal to their present supplier, just like they'll be very loyal to you if you give them the right type of service. 
sincere, loyal, the best listeners. They want to help you. Now, here's the other side of the S's. These people we call in the lower right are S's for steadiness. These are the people who may tell you maybe forever, but never tell you yes or no. They don't want to hurt your feelings. But they're the best people in the organization to get things done behind the scenes because they're the worker bees. Not necessarily the decision makers, but the worker bees. Oftentimes they're delegated to go out and get some information about this new product, procedure, supply, service, and they're gathering information to go to a decision maker. But they're an integral part of the selling process, the lower rights. Which of you brave souls chose the upper rights? Someone who is friendly, outgoing, emotional. People aren't yes or right here. Why? They make a quick decision, emotionally quick decision. Yes, ma'am, you said that you like that person too. Why? Yeah, I'm going to get them done quick over coffee in the morning and food. Coffee or lunch and close the deal. <laughs> These are the social people. These are the people that talk on elevators when they're the only ones on the elevator. <laughs> Here are the people in your office when they have nothing to do, they want to do it with you. <laughs> I had the opportunity to go overseas with, with Gene and Zig Ziglar. Four or five years ago, we went overseas and we did a tour of the Pacific Rim and we met salespeople throughout Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, different places. Everybody I met, every salesperson I met in Australia is in the upper right. Friendly, outgoing. These people talk all the time. They smile, they laugh, they have ADD, they're on drugs. These people are happy people. So Zig and I's first presentation, Zig speaking in the morning from 9 to 12, I'm on at 1.15. That morning he speaks to 4,500 people. In the afternoon, I speak to about 400. <laughs> but anyway, what happened of the 4,500 people, 4,000 go buy his books and tapes. They come on the stage to get him to sign the books and tapes. Unlike in the States how we do it here, these people are having a party. It's now 1230. They haven't left the stage. I'm sweating. It's now 1245. I'm beginning to panic. And what they want to do over there, they want to tell you the crime that their ancestor committed so that they were sent to the penal colony of Australia many years, and they're just having a party. So I'm starting to panic and sweat. Out of the line bounces one of these Australian guys. He says, hey, you're with Zig, you're an American. I said, yeah. He said, I got a couple of Australian jokes. I said, look, I really don't have time. He said, give me a shot. I said, okay, go for it. He said, what do you call a boomerang that doesn't come back? A stick. <laughs> he said, I got another one. I said, I thought you might. <laughs> he said, why don't blind people like to skydive? It scares their dogs. <laughs> so, so here are the people, here are the people that you make friends with very easily, have a good time with, but the problem is sometimes they never talk about business. Oh, they, they mesh, they bond, they connect, but sometimes it's hard to get them to talk about the business issues. A lot of fun to call on. But if you're this style, that's your selling style, and you're calling on this buying style, remember why you're there. <laughs> I mean, that's when Zig says separate professional selling from professional visiting. Okay, which of you brave souls chose the upper left? Direct, competitive, confident, by the way. Yes, sir. All the way in the back. Yes, sir. I did. Yes, sir. Why? Uh, give it to them down and dirty. They want to be more competitive. Show them how to be more successful. They'll buy right there. If you show them how they can be quick to the point, be direct, show them how they can be successful, use those words, boom. Quick and dirty is your point. They can make decisions. That's right. Who else chose the high dominance? Yes, sir. Right here. Why? They're result-oriented. When you're calling on these people, they're going to throw out objections. Do not take it personally. That's how they make decisions. I know this style. I know the upper left hand. This is my father-in-law. 
There is no gray in this man's life. It's black or it's white. My father-in-law is the kind of guy that says, hey, stop talking about the labor pains. Show me a baby. <laughs> Cut to the chase. Get the job done. Take no prisoners. 30 years ago, I wanted to ask Cindy to marry me, so I took her to a nice restaurant in our hometown of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Had the ring and everything. Went to a nice restaurant in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. That was the night the lady came out, her thumb was on my steak, and she set it down. I said, hey, your thumb's on my steak. She said, yeah, I'm not going to drop this again. <laughs> that night, I asked Cindy to marry me. She said she would. She said, but Brian, you're going to have to ask Dad's permission. So I, I don't want to do that. She said, why? I said, Cindy, I don't really like your dad. She said, that's okay. He hates you. <laughs> so the next day, there's one ball game on those days. There's one ball game on Saturday afternoon. I walk in the back door of Cindy's house. Her mother, Cindy, and her two brothers are laughing at me. As I walk down the hallway into the den, I know he's there. I hear him growling. As I walk in, I go in between innings, not between pitches. I walk up to him and said, Mr. Katie, I'd like to ask permission to marry Cindy. He gets out of his lazy boy, it was named for him. <laughs> he gets out of his recliner and he points a finger right at me and says, Flanagan, can you support a family? I said, yes, sir. He said, good, counting Cindy, there are five of us. <laughs> I know this style. If you would look at that page, you will see that you're a combination of all four of those boxes. You have all four of those boxes residing within you. You have all those traits, all those characters, all those qualities residing within you. I have all those traits, qualities, characteristics residing within me. But we've got to understand that we've got one box that's bigger than the other boxes. We have one box that we stay in more often, more effectively, more efficiently, more often and more effectively and efficiently than the other boxes. Therefore, it's imperative that we understand the box that we fit into so we can understand the box someone else is fitting into so that we can sell effectively. And let me tell you something. One of the biggest mistakes I made as an early in my sales career of the many mistakes I made, I was selling to everyone like I wanted to be sold unto. And I was missing 75% of my territory because I was in this mode and some people were in this mode. You had to adjust, not change, but you've got to adjust. You've got to adjust to that style. Did you hear one of the styles that sounds like you? Are you someone who appreciates accuracy? Or maybe you like to talk and socialize? Whatever style you are, it is important to realize that everyone is not like you. Be sensitive to your customers and their preference and how they like to receive information. This week, notice how people react differently to the same situation and see if you can adjust your preference on talking with your customers. Next week, we'll give you the second part of this information about how to communicate with each style. I am so excited about a way that you can truly live your life to the fullest. It's our newest product called the Ziggler Vault. I'll take just a minute to tell you what's up on the web. The Vault includes all of Zig's best audio and video materials. It's for you to access wherever and whenever you want to for a monthly subscription of $14.97. You can listen and watch whatever topic you want to learn more about, as well as download your favorites. Weekly, we are adding new information and new speakers. You're certainly welcome to call me for more information, 972-383-3268. You can also find some good help at ZigglerVault.com. I'm Blake Lindsay, and I sure enjoyed visiting with you today. Now go live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. Ziggler. Inspiring true performance.
We have a lot of entrepreneurs in the What Drives You audience, so I've got a podcast for you, The Side Hustle Show with host Nick Loper. Nick showcases how you can make extra money through stories and ideas of regular people who made it happen, and that's what I appreciate about the show. We so often hear about the unicorn ideas, and we don't hear the regular stories of regular people doing fairly regular things, like Shelly, who started a travel blog in 2020 and now brings in 50000 bucks a month, or Lenny, who started renting out mobility scooters makes three grand a month. You'll hear stories of people reviewing Amazon products, washing windows, and you'll find inspiration from something that can work for you while you keep your day job. Check out The Side Hustle Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app or at sidehustlenation.com. You can actually answer a few short multiple choice questions at hustle.show and get a personalized playlist of the episodes that'll be most relevant to you. The Side Hustle Show.